Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Craftcast, the Freemasons podcast. Stephen, can I ask you a question? No, can't. Why are West Ham fans bad at geometry? Oh god, this is a gag, isn't it? Go on, why? Because they never have any points. <laughs> Don't know what you're laughing at, oh, Dalton. CME. What is the difference between Aston Villa and a cup of tea? I don't know, Sean. The tea stays in the cup longer. No. Oh. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I oh, hate no. how he's prepared these. No, no jokes about Newcastle United. I think no. the jokes write themselves. <laughs> yeah. about my football team. Okay. Or maybe it just is Newcastle United. That, that is the joke. Oh, well, you may well uh, have understood the topic of today's episode of Craftcast. For today, we are talking to the founding member and primus master, in fact, of Football Lodge in Hampshire, Isle of Wight, David Lalana, and Alex Pike, who is a relatively new Freemason and the commercial director of Eastleigh Football Club. And initiated in their very first wave of initiations. There you go, the primus initiate. Mm. So he was initiated, as, as Stephen says, in that very first wave. Now... Gents, I think we, we want to do a bit more on special interest lodges, don't we? We want to sort of look at them and find out a bit more. So perhaps if you're listening and you're a member of a special interest lodge, get in touch, let us know, and maybe you will be sat in front of us here on Craftcast being interviewed about your lodge and what it is and what it's about, and I will come up with some terrible jokes <laughs> related to your hobby or interest. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds sounds very good indeed. I should say we have come dressed appropriately as well for yes. the Football Lodge. As per you will see from our social media. Absolutely. Yes. Sean representing his northern roots, Newcastle United. Away the lads. Eddie's, Geordie Max. Me, Midlands boy wearing my Aston Villa shirt. And then Stephen Watley over here, who is born and raised in Gibraltar, goes to university in Staffordshire, yet... For some inexcusable reason, wearing a West Ham shirt. Listen, first of all, it's rich coming from you when you don't actually support Aston Villa. <laughs> that, that is absolutely true. I, I'm actually not a Villa supporter, but I thought I had to represent one you of my... You found your shirt on the way here, didn't you? Yeah. Someone sort of left it outside <laughs> the house. He just wanted to clash colours with me. That's that's what he wanted. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, my first baby grow was a West Ham baby grow. If I didn't pick... West Ham, I wouldn't have had a place to live, so <laughs> blame my dad. still wearing it today, six months later. <laughs> well, there we go. No, I am a staunch West Ham supporter, to be fair. I've got this vision of you in the stands with like a beanie and a scarf on. <laughs> blowing bubbles. Yep, blowing bubbles Forever. indeed. But Forever. I do think actually generally bringing it back to Freemasonry, special interest lodges like Football Lodge have a huge role in attracting different, yeah, more diverse groups of people into the craft. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, well, I hope you enjoy. So, David, do you think you could tell us, in short, why was the Football Lodge founded? How did it come about as a sort of ember of an idea? It, it came about our um, our previous uh, provincial grandmaster, right, worshipful brother Michael John Wilkes, in his 10-year tenure, wanted to set up 10 specialist lodges. Mm. And um, our founding senior warden, uh, Worship Brother Sean Whelan and myself, mm-hmm. uh, members of the Provincial Grand Stewards Lodge, would meet regularly um, in the Novotel at Southampton. And the two of us would chat regularly and we thought, do you know what, If we've, there's been a rugby lodge created here, why not a football lodge? Mm. Why not? We've got, you know, most men and women, of course, these days have an opinion on football. Um, everybody that has that opinion is never wrong. 
So we felt <laughs> we felt we could channel that into into a large situation, and I wanted to embrace the two great loves of my life, which of course is football and Freemasonry, mm. and in turn. Um, promote the specialist lodges so that we can take Freemasonry well into the 21st century. That mm. was our key our key aim, really. Yeah, and obviously, David, you have a, I guess, a, what could be classed as a unique connection to football in that your son Adam is obviously a former England international and plays for Brighton and Hove Albion. Does that sort of give you a different viewpoint on football? You sort of you hear a lot of armchair pundits, us included, generally, who give our opinions. Do you sort of feel like you that perhaps gives you a little bit of a different perspective in terms of the game and how it's played and whatnot? It does. I mean, I love my son, uh, both my children, immensely. However, when you um, are privy to the inner sanctum, <laughs> you really um, appreciate the pressure that these people are under. Mm. So as we are sitting here with microphones in, in front of us, how many microphones are thrust in front of them after they've yeah. just ran 12 kilometres in 90 minutes mm. and yeah. are expected to give a logical answer about mm. everything. So, yeah, my respect um, and love for him has gone up a huge level as a result of that. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and where you said Southampton, do you always meet in Southampton? We always meet, yeah. The, we did have um, an idea in the preliminary stages to, to be a travelling lodge, mm. but um, we felt that in initially we would review that after the first year. So Botley we meet uh, there, which is pretty much in the centre of the province, and that's proved to be a, a really positive decision because our members come from far and wide, from Devon, from Wiltshire, from Dorset, and us in Hampshire and Isle of Wight. So it's easy accessible from the motorways. And because we start at half past six in the evening, it gives the younger man time to return from work and allow travel time and um you know that's that's deemed to be really really important your members are they footballers are they people interested in football you know family relatives of footballers you know what makes up your membership do you know it comes from a variety of sources we we do have a professional um, ex-professional footballer at the moment james Beatty, who everybody will know from southampton everton and in, in fact england but we also have um we have referees we have assistant referees we have referees assessors we have ex-managers of non-league teams like alex pike here of course <laughs> tell me if i'm doing saying anything wrong um so it comes from a variety but so long as anybody has a, a an affinity with the beautiful game then some the, kind of connection yeah, yeah it does it's got to be loose really mm. it's got to be loose yeah how many people do you have as members of the lodge approximately we have um there were 29 29 um founders we've lost three uh, three founders have passed away and we've had three resignations and I think we, we've lost two since. since but how, yeah. However, the net uh, membership is plus 59. Oh, that's wow. a really healthy size lodge then. So it? it's yeah. a really healthy size lodge and we're, we're growing all the time, which is, which, which is important. We need to create an, an atmosphere that's uh, pretty unique to attract di people from different, different walks of life. Freemasonry has to be interesting. It has to be fun. We have to create a unique environment, I think. I think one thing that, particularly, for example, in the university scheme, one thing that can easily be lost when you're answering the question, you know, why join, is it's fun. And, and it's not just, you know, it's really interesting and you can meet lots of new people and, uh, and enjoy a nice dinner and some ritual and all that. It's also, it's got to be fun. And I think, particularly your lodge, 
that's what we try and do. Covers yeah, that I, I think, side of it really I think for nicely. me, I, I'm re- a relatively young. For um, I, I was the very, very first primus um, initiate to the football lodge, and uh-huh. I needed a hook to get me into Freemasonry. My father was a Freemason, whilst we made me a Lewis. I had no desire to join Freemasonry after you know seeing what my dad mm. went through you know the, from the traditional side. Mm. All of a sudden, people like David and Sean Whelan came up with the, the football idea that gave me a hook to get into Freemasonry. Yeah. And then once you smash your two interests together, Freemasonry and mm. football together, then you get a, a wonderful product. And yeah. I think that's what we got in the football lodge. Yeah, because I was going to say, Alex, obviously you've been a sort of lower league football manager. You're now a commercial director at Eastleigh Football Club. So similar question as I asked to David, do you feel like that gives you a sort of unique perspective on football and then taking that and, as you say, combining those two passions together, you sort of go into a lodge room and feel like, yeah, actually, this works for me, the yeah, fact I, that I can do I both. I think it does, yeah. As, as, a, as an ex-non-league manager, manager, you know, I've never made a mistake from the dugout. I'm the best referee, <laughs> I'm the best centre-forward, I'm the best centre-up. I never make a mistake from there. Yeah. And it's a bit like, like uh, my Freemasonry from the junior warden's chair, I never make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Absolutely. that's the thing that we're trying to do you know, is, is, is that fun aspect and, uh, and it's, it's nice to swap the opinions with referees uh, I, I had a reputation for not getting on with referees well when I was a non-league football <laughs> manager but now they're all in the lodge and you can see their perspective and they see where they're coming from it gives you a different outlook on life and it's an enjoyable one you talked earlier, David, about how you, you have to give the hook to get the people into the lodge and, and, and make it unique and special what do you have any unique traditions in your lodge or, or unique things that you do in your lodge that make it distinctly special whilst keeping it freemasonry at its core yes we do we uh, there, there are new there are too many uh, to mention here in this hmm. podcast but um, all our customs and practices are evolving continually and it's a new the, lodge of course yeah it's sorry? a new lodge of course so in it's a going, new lodge yeah, yeah. And, and the idea for us is because everybody is equal hmm. we allow even the entered apprentice to come up with ideas mm. and, and put their viewpoints on everything. We're never the finished article. So, for example, we have a on our installation nights, we have a, a loose football, the football that was used in the First World War. So that's always placed on one side of the Worshipful Master's pedestal wow. and the new football that we the Worshipful Master carries in and carries out at each meeting, that's on the other side. So sometimes words are not needed. You've got the very old, the traditional values, and the very new. And that makes people reflect. So that's symbolism, an example of symbolism in football. We also have the football uh, fire, which Alex will explain. Obviously, you've got the, di- the various different fires. Well, so the best way is, is to demonstrate that our, our fire, when we're acknowledging um, other people from other lodges and whatever, or, or someone's done something good within our lodge, then it's just a simple... And that's the football fire. You know, so there's little things like that we try and bring in with a football connotation, bring it in within Freemasonry and just give that fun element again. So do, you, do your uh, officer names have different... Uh, do they have different names in your lodge uh, other than Senior Deacon and Junior Warden and Master, etc.? Do you nickname them? We haven't, but we might do. We might give you 10% credit <laughs> for that idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a look at that one. <laughs> I don't know if that's hugely approved, but I'll, I'll, if it works, then it's my idea. Yeah, seen <laughs> if you get told off, yeah, you didn't well, hear it from me. We're looking at a summons that you very kindly brought along from, from your recent Burns Night meeting. And I have to say, it's incredibly creative. If it's okay with you, chaps, we'd love to take a photo of it and share it on social media so that listeners can 
can see it, but it's essentially, it's a football programme, isn't it? I mean, that's what it, it is. is. For all intents and purposes, that's what it is. To the extent that on the back, there's actually a list of lodge officers, but set out in a, what have we got? A 442, 44, hang on. Yeah, four, four, yeah, two, one, yeah. There or thereabouts. Maybe a holding midfielder in there somewhere. <laughs> you, could, you, um, could, you could call your membership officer the scout. There you go. Uh, but it's fantastic. I've never seen anything like that. But that's exactly the sort of, it's, it's an experience, isn't it? Yeah. It's about building, creating an experience. So that if you are a football fan and you are turning up, that's going to make you feel like, yeah, this is the place for me, isn't it? That's uh, But like David said, we do very, very value our, our traditions, but then we do involve on that. So the, the DC, if you do make an error in your ritual, you'll get a red or yellow card. <laughs> you know, they also, when we have double initiations, they're bringing them up towards the pedestal. Then, so the referee, you mean? <laughs> yeah, the referee. They would then put the line on the carpet and they'd have to come oh, up to brilliant. that line on the carpet. So, yeah, there's lots of connotations with, with football that we that we try to bring into the football lodge. If you, if you can imagine that the lodge um, can hold probably 120, 130 people at Botley, and more often than not, we have 100 people at mm, our wow. meetings. You know, mm. the underlying Something different, isn't it? Yeah. It gets the adrenaline going, yeah. it gets everybody involved, mm. to, everybody wants to participate, everybody's expecting expecting different things to happen in the lodge our ritual is of the highest quality and and of course the aim is always for everybody to do their best whatever that is it doesn't matter but we have these little peculiarities which makes things interesting like the football gavels the old-fashioned football gavels that we have there and we also have a pedestal now which was part of Alex's um, initiative in the earlier days so the football that we carry in is on the pedestal just like a football plinth that you get in the the premiership games oh wow nice Mm. oh that the referees pick up as they walk past that's it so the worst master oh brilliant I like that and And you know the other important thing as well is that our dining is only two course so um, the length of our meetings pretty much um, reflects the 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 initiative that the program master said at the last quarterly communications it lasts 90 minutes plus a bit of extra time (laughs) but not much extra time so it gives people enough time to to you know congregate afterwards have a two course meal it's a it's 13 14 pound maximum so you can invite guests you're creating this Mm. unique environment for freemasonry to flourish what better why wouldn't you want to come to a sounds like a rather footballing atmosphere in general unbelievable like Dave said talk and come up on the train I do a lot of visiting that's where I get a lot of my information from and I go to those meetings they've got 25 30 people there Mm. at my next meeting on the 2nd of March I'm bringing 32 guests so I'm bringing wow. more. So, yeah, that's how popular you know, the football lodge is because mm-hmm. people want that experience. They want that fun experience. Yeah. So talking about your members, presumably they're not just limited to Hampshire and Isle of Wight. Do you have members from other provinces, districts, etc., etc.? Well, yeah, we've got um, Craig Cox, obviously, he's, that's what we advocated to earlier. That Craig is a, a fo- ex-football league referee and, and also... Um, uh, he's a football assessor now, but he's also the APGM of Devon, so he's one of oh. our, our members. So yeah, he he constantly makes the away trip down to us. Yeah, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Not much football in Devon, is there? So yeah. do you do any away away visits? Or call them, yeah, do you, do you do that? And you go to visit other lodges and call them away matches or something? We do. It's re- and that's really important because we 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 started off by having four meetings a year, mm. and because our initiates are building up and building up, what we would do is go. Uh, invite ourselves or offer our services to other sort of red light mm. or amber light lodges within the mm. within the province to to help them boost their numbers, give a little bit more information about why we are so successful, mm. and do passings and raisings at um, 
little bit of inspiration and a little bit of help out as well. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. that's probably one of the things that it's not a drawback because lots of lots of uh, lodges would like to be in our position, but we normally do a double initiation at every one of our meetings because we've got so many people that like yeah. to join us. So consequently, that means then we can then farm out the fellow craft and the and the raise into other lodges, and that's what we do. Then call an away trip. Everyone mm. then goes and follows that candidate to there. Like my my last away one was I went to the Sussex Football Lodge last Thursday mm. because obviously we got a synergy with them because they consecrated after us. But uh, they yeah, they seen the model that was set up by David and Sean. Wee- and, and they, you know, they wanted to copy that and take that into Sussex. So, you know, we like to go and support them as and when we can. That's nice. I think that's that's probably the nice thing about special interest lodges in general is it's got a dual purpose of it brings people in who are interested in that special interest, like you said um, early, Alex. It g- give gave you a reason to come into it other than just wanting to join Freemasonry, but also gives current Freemasons something a little bit extra to their current experience of Freemasonry and, and, and to really get involved, like you said, combining the two loves of your life. Of yeah, and it, but it's also the, the whole package of... It's, it's the ceremony, of course it is, mm. but the festive board is really important yeah. as well because it should be a complete evening for people to enjoy. Yeah, of course. Every worshipful master gets paraded in by their own team's anthem. Mm. Although oh, I, nice. I, I sat on the fence initially and had match of the day, but Sean Whelan, <laughs> who followed me, was Zed Cars with the Everton. Uh, Paul Morton, uh, Leon, and, um, and and Paul Morton had when the Saints go marching in. Yeah. So that creates drama in itself. Mm. I think. Do people yeah, have to sing along to it? Uh, they have to sing along to the uh, to the to, to the, uh, the, the football lodge anthem at the okay. end when they're going okay. out. But not blue the is the colour. <laughs> okay. But for example, they, they wouldn't have to sing for, "I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles" if if I were to. I'm not singing. Nobody would be encouraged to sing. No, we draw the line somewhere. <laughs> um, actually, that picks up on something. You you must have with that many members a vast array of different football teams that are supported. I can imagine there's some great banter between different. I mean, Sean Whelan being an Evertonian. I mean, they're not having a good time of it at the moment. Obviously, <laughs> although things are on the up a bit now. It must be a great atmosphere at the festive board, especially where there's banter being thrown around, and if someone's team isn't doing particularly well, they're getting stick. And is it is it is that? Am I right in that impression that it's sort of yeah, you know, uh, light-hearted banter? Absolutely light-hearted. Yeah. That, that that is the point. But I yeah. suppose if you look at our large, being the fact that we're Hampshire and Isle of Wight, I would probably say sixty percent of our membership is either Pompey or Southampton. That brings a that a spe- to laugh about. That, 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 that brings. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we've got we've got a few Man United fans, me included. We've got Mark Warner and. and and Aidy Bolton, and uh, yeah, there's it's quite a few, but it's normally the Southampton and Pot. We like that, David, don't we? Because yeah. it, it does bring that little bit. Of, it, it never spills over. It's just it's a, just that fun element, especially when you've got a super Tyler like Ian Chase that always wants to throw Pompey down your neck, and even when he lifts up his uh, apron, he's got play up Pompey underneath it. You know, so. <laughs> well, they say don't. Don't talk about religion, politics, or football. Yeah. <laughs> Although I haven't seen that in the obligation. Yeah. <laughs> just, just need to insert that into the newest edition yeah. of the charge yeah. after initiation. Absolutely, you have to set a turn around and say, not, "Don't engage in, in topic of political, religious, or even yeah. football." Yeah, <laughs> and you know, even at the festive ball, there is a line that we know not to cross. Yeah, course, but yeah. but sometimes we push up to that line, and that's really important to to create drama. Yeah. And also our raffle, we raise such a lot of money, such a lot of money at every meeting. Um, of, of course, that's part of our value. Mm-hmm. And our, our raison d'etre, really, over five, six, seven years has been, A, to get all light blues in progressive offices, which we've achieved, and also to promote grassroots football and help the local community, as well as supporting the festival, because we're in festival at the moment. And, and members want to see their money dispersed. Yeah. 
and that's really important. So in the consecration, we raised, I think, £2,000, and we, we set up an under-9s team at every club within the Portsmouth and District League wow. so that they could start an under-9s tournament. And, you know, th- there's the evidence there that people can... And we're promoting Freemasonry as well, which, you know, is fine. As you mentioned, we came into the the room. You know, we during COVID, we found that um, Andy Mapperson's football club, Foley Mayor down at Stoke, needed two and a half thousand pounds because you had uh, equipment damage, needed new C- um, new CTV cameras in. And over the course of just two days, we raised that two and a half thousand pounds all by WhatsApp messages. Mm-hmm. And there was another club in Sussex that their defibrillators smashed up fifteen hundred pounds within twenty four hours. We'd raised that money for that. So we're looking for clubs outside of our province that yeah. we can help them as well because grassroots football means everything to us. Football means everything to us. It's, it's our passion. And if we can help someone up in Stoke, then we will. I think I think we're a very progressive lodge and and, and we, we echo what the Program master said at the last quarterly communications, it's it's yes if, not no because, mm. and when we sit and reflect about how we manage our lodge, we're already ahead of the game, and that's really really encouraging, I think. So if you're allowed to, you might call your Tyler kit manager or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> coming, he's coming up. I've been sitting on that one. Getting <laughs> close to the line. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jot all these down. Like I said, if they're good, I'll give him 10% credit. If they're, if they're not, he, he, might, he, it was he my... might lose his district honours. <laughs> there, there, there is a relationship, though, between the, the game of football and the craft more generally. We know that the Football Association was founded not far from where we're sitting now on Great Queen Street. Um is there any further relationship or history there that you guys are aware of between football, the FA, maybe the founding of teams and, and, and Freemasonry moreover? I think in the early days, yes, uh, there was a huge synergy between the two. Um, and we, we have a great respect for Anfield Lodge in West Lancashire, which, funnily enough, is a Blue Nose Lodge. I don't know if you were aware of that. But uh, Everton was actually formed at Anfield by a Freemason. And then when, when Everton left to go to Goodison Park, the same Freemason founded Liverpool. So the affinity between Anfield Lodge and ourselves is is very strong. So the APGM of West Lancashire, Andy Whittle, was a regular attender of our uh, uh, of our meetings and that. And in, in fact, when when I went into the chair, he gave me a signed Everton shirt, which you can imagine with Adam playing for Liverpool didn't go down too well, but, <laughs> but it raised it raised a considerable amount of money. So. Yeah, there is a synergy, and of course, with Sir Stanley Rouse being, you know, secretary of the FA for a number of years, and the England managers, Ron Greenwood, Alf Ramsey, it, it goes on and on and on. So mm. yes, and and but also, uh, the, for me, the most important thing is that one person doesn't define a team. For example, at Manchester United at the moment, I mean, it's no secret that since a certain player has left the club, <laughs> that the synergy between between everybody has yeah. has proved to, to be good. And the same as Freemason, we're all equal. Mm. So no one person can hasn't got the right to take over no anyone. The star or the 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 centre of the team. It's it's everyone's equal and everyone's absolutely. Yeah. And and our responsibility as senior masons should be to give the light blues an opportunity of of developing freemasonry is a journey Mm. but it's a journey that's unique to each individual they shouldn't be pushed Mm. everybody's good at something not everybody's good at the same thing Mm. so for example in football football team yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know we we have a a master mason in our lodge that doesn't want to progress through the chair as yet so he's become the charity steward now he's mentored by a senior charity steward Mm. now why can't he develop that role you know, he's already signed four people up, hasn't he? For the MCF. For the yeah, MCF. Does, does a very good job. No, so, you know, every, it's learning. It's a learning exercise all the time. 
And how many Man City fans out there know the reason why they play in light blue? It's because of Freemasonry. You know, yeah, there's a, a lot of them out there, they don't realise that. You know, And their away kit was their home kit. They only went into the light blue when the Freemasons saved them. Yeah. And so that's the condition, you will play in light blue. And to this day, they're still playing in light blue. It's, there's loads. Sean Whelan does a presentation for us and yeah. he's got those synergy. And it's, it's absolutely amazing when you sit down there and you see the connections between football and Freemasonry. It is just... A, a, I, I'm always mind blown when, when you when you read that and you see the players and the people that are connected with it and the stories behind it. And Sean actually does a presentation, doesn't he, for lodges? He does. And if yeah. anyone if anyone's interested, you know, when uh, they want to email us, we'll we'll forward you on to Sean so you can arrange your your football and Freemasonry talk because it is. I mean, I'm looking at the booklet now. I mean, there's hundreds of names of people that I'm recognising. You know, just scrolling through, it's it's an amazing synergy that I wouldn't have, certainly wouldn't have known known about. So it's a real and all the money he raises goes to charity. Yeah, of course. I mean, there you go. So. And the other thing with, with Sean, now, Sean's our DC now, and he does go under the title. He is our football coach. He's our <laughs> trainer. So when we do COIs, we actually do a training. And he wants us to wear training tops and and get involved. But <laughs> nice. one one of his aims and ambitions, I know, is that he he wants to get a lecture team up together of light blues that can actually take that football presentation on and really? taken out there. You know, it's his baby. He's created it but he wants to hand it on to others and let others you know participate and get involved which i think is a fantastic thing absolutely i mean one of the one of the one of the pillars of the of the new strategy the seven year strategy that was announced by the program master in december is about the membership challenge addressing the membership challenge the gap between those coming in and those going out it's obviously a, a, a real priority for us special interest lodges like yours play an absolutely fundamental role in that process can you maybe give us an overview on, on, on why that is and how do special interest lodges like yours in particular keep people in once they are in, if you if you understand the question? What, what is it about Football Lodge, if someone joins, what is it about it that keeps them subscribing members, coming along to meetings and enjoying their Freemasonry? I, I think for me personally, as a young Freemason, it, it, David's hit the nail on the head. It's about fun. And I mm. think uh, when I look back when my father was a Mason in the 80s, it was completely traditional and the old DCs ruled with a rod of iron and you'd do this and do that. that they were more of a referee than a coach. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And it would, frighten, it would frighten a lot of people. They wouldn't want to do put themselves forward for ritual because they're frightened of making a mistake. I'm going, so going back to the 80s. Now, with, with the DCs and that now, you know, you're encouraged to do it. And if you do make, make a mistake, you know, we're going to help you. We're going to, we're going to get over it. And that's the element for me is, is that fun element. I think that, and that's what I was lucky enough back in September to be invited to Grand Lodge to do the open weekend. So we were part of the specialist yep. team and we did it all. But that meant I met the craft beer, I met the Formula One, I met the rugby and I met, met them all. And, and we all got that synergy together. And you can see that just by having that extra interest outside of Freemasonry, we're not just Freemasons anymore. We're Freemasons in football. We're Freemasons craft beer. We're Freemasons in rugby. That yeah. gives people a more, more of a common ground to, yeah. to, to, to link with one another. And yeah. then once you've captured those people to keep their... Football's been going on for 125 years and people enjoy the post-mortems and talking about football. Mm. And that's what it gives you. You're not only talking about Freemasonry, you're talking about your interest and your passion as well. Yeah. And talk of the youth coach. <laughs> Stop. <I'm in> problem. <laughs> so what's the plans for the future for Football Lodge? Do you, do you sort of more of the same you know, going forward? Are there any aims and ambitions that you guys want to achieve for the Lodge? I mean, it's clearly very successful and it's unique in itself but are there any other aims and ambitions things but you haven't done yet that you want to do 
I, I think again for a young Freemason, we were very very lucky with our founder members. You know that, that there was thirty almost dark blues. I think there's only two light blues amongst them, and the quality of them, grand officers, provincial ranks. So that's given us us young blues that that great support network yeah. and that help. And like I said, their ambition was to put pre- all the light blues in progressive roles, which we're now in, from the worship master down to the inner guard to the the chaplain to the almoner, and we've got all the light blues in there. But it's nice to know the safety net of these experienced people like David, like Bill Starkey, they, they are there and they will be there all the time to g- give us out. It was their baby. Mm. But they, they want to hand it on, but they're, they're still steering us in the right direction. And for a young Freemason, you can't have anything better than that. It's, it's everyone's lodge. You know, people mm. should be allowed to make mistakes, mm. yeah. provided, provided they've got the support mechanism around them. Any mistakes that, that are made, if you learn from them, you go forwards. All the young junior Masons that come through need to be mentored properly. Mm. Yeah, the membership officer, the mentor needs to be involved with them continually. We have a lot of social evenings out of yeah. the lodge. You know, it, it's we have WhatsApp groups, we have Instagram groups. We we have to think of the future. You can never stand still. If Freemasonry stands still, you die. Mm. Well, and I think that's crucial. Well, look, looking at at the future, and obviously this wouldn't be probably in the near future, but given the success of your lodge and the other special interest lodges, do you see potentially having a a sister or a daughter lodge somewhere else in the country? For example, obviously, if you've got someone, I don't know, maybe who lives in the, in the very north of England, and you're obviously quite far away they might find it difficult to be an active member do you think if there's enough people in different part of the country that might want to do the same thing you could have a sort of uh, a spin-off of your lodge essentially and a, and a football lodge number two kind of thing absolutely it's no trade secret what we're doing yeah i think you have to get people involved if you don't attract the younger person we're not a dining club mm. you know we are a fraternity we all have the shared experience. Every single meeting is a shared experience, right. I think, and that's really important to know. So, um, yes, the the northwest we have an affinity with. If they wanted to set a football lodge up east, central, wherever, then we could form an association of football lodges. But that, I think is in the in the future. Each province yeah. needs to address their own recruitment in their own specific way. Mm. But by them looking at the way that we have shown ourselves to develop, they could do a lot worse mm. and would drive numbers up. And mm. I think that's really what the Programme Master is, is looking at in this membership challenge. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have a voice. And and be encouraged to do things differently. It doesn't matter if you fail. We go back to the old ways. Mm-hmm. So we're a great believer in in promoting our customs and our values as opposed to traditions yep. because apathy within any lodge, if that happens, then the lodge is in big trouble. Yep. Well, I, I have one, a question very specifically for you, David. So... Not guilty, Your Honour. <laughs> so, so you you said earlier that you sat on the fence with the match of the day. So, is that because you are not willing to tell us what team you support? No, I've I've always been an Everton fan all okay. my life. Oh, really? and, so, uh, so that, that, I bet that became a problem. It was a huge problem. It was a huge. <laughs> I was going to say, who do you support? Do you support your son or your team? I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason Andy Whittlebolt assigned Everton <laughs> shirt down to me. By the way, but it's um, good of me. Yeah, well, we just love football. Well, uh, what's for brother David Lalana? brother alex pike thank you very much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure you're very welcome thank you for having us thank you very much thank you well that was a very interesting conversation um Mm. lots lots of takeaways there what was your your favorite takeaway from that 
I think the thing that David said about not being afraid to innovate and to use the program master's terminology of you know, yes if mm. rather than no because. Mm. Football Lodge is a relatively new lodge, consecrated, I think they said 2016. Yeah. Mm. They've had a huge uptake in members. They've got over 60 members in the lodge. They've initiated 29 people. They're doing something special because they're innovating and they're keeping the traditions of Freemasonry alive and keeping the core of what we do very relevant, but they are looking at ways in which they can make it more attractive to other people who may not have considered it before. And I think that's one of the great things about special interest lodges, which will become a central aspect of mm. how we recruit and retain members in the future. Yeah, I, th I think for me it was also that the way that they had sort of uh, in sort of infused the two, the, the summons looking like a football, you know, a match day program, and yeah. you know the, the the officers being laid out in a four four two formation, and you know just little things like that were just nice little innovations that a football fan would immediately recognise. You know, I thought that was nice. I'm just pleased they like my lodge officer names. <laughs> you were you were on absolute fire. You <laughs> couldn't stop yourself. Could you? You're going to get a ten percent credit now on anything, <laughs> any royalties they get from these suggestions. Now I do think this is a good time to mention. A bit of an elephant in the room. <laughs> Something that I think has been lingering in all of our minds mm. for the duration of this podcast as we sit the here. The whole day. Yeah, borderline. <laughs> you know, in I'm sat here in my, in my Newcastle shirt, James in your Villa shirt, and Stephen in your West Ham shirt. There is, however, a member of the Craftcast team who isn't wearing a football shirt. Is there, producer Marta? Silence is golden. <laughs> Marta the is a, yeah, Marta's a massive <laughs> Juventus fan. Big fan of Juventus and then Lazio, the two teams. She absolutely loves. I think someone should get a You know what it was? No, she told point. me this morning she couldn't decide. Is it Juventus or Lazio? Which shirt would she wear? Juventus is obviously the same as, as Newcastle, so she thought that wasn't the case. But then, yeah, she couldn't find her Lazio shirt, so... What she did say to me is absolutely under no circumstances <laughs> would she ever wear an AS Roma t-shirt. Uh, that would just never happen. No. Of course, we're joking. Marta, Ma Marta is from Rome and uh, is a you know is a Roma fan. So supporting Lazio or Juventus is about testament to you know heresy. No supporting West Newcastle, for example. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. <laughs> see you soon. Well, yes. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Craftcast, the Freemasons podcast. The podcast is hosted by Sean Butler, Stephen Watley, and James Dalton. The producer is Marta Zandri, and the podcast is edited by Trisonic. Trisonic.